Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. I'm Amber. You were late today. I it's because I was doing my side hustle. You were doing your side hustle. Yeah, what my what side was your hustle. side hustle tonight? Speaking to people about the paranormal at libraries. Well, you really <laughs> No, it was it was good. I there was actually probably like seventy people and um they seemed to dig it and It was a good gig. But it was a little bit of a hike with traffic and so I couldn't get here and then I had to have McDonald's because I was starving, so I got a Happy Meal, and then I kind of slunk into here, like maybe, I think you had been talking for like a half hour. Yeah, we were here I just for a listened. while. I told Keith, well, Keith Clark, who we, uh, who we talked to tonight, um, I told him that, I'm like, yeah, Amber, she uh, may be here in a little while, but she's out on her side hustle well, and, her thing. Yeah, and this is ITC, and which is awesome, and I was we're telling... We're actually looking at, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, we're actually re, in the studio here on the monitors, we're looking at... Uh, what, what's called, we're going to discuss this too, what's, what Keith Clark refers to as uh, Faces in Sound. We're actually looking at the stream right now. Is which, this his YouTube stream? This is his YouTube stream. Um, okay. If you go to, if you go to uh, YouTube, we pimp, wow, we pimping these guys for, but YouTube, and if you search out Faces in Sound, it's like the first thing that comes up. And it's, uh, w- there'll, be, there'll be more discussion yeah. On that. And it actually says, welcome Ghostly Talk listeners. Uh, wow. Which is super cool. Thanks, Keith. That's but super no, cool. But no, when I was at my talk, I was I, I always do a little EVP segment with some of my favorite EVPs. And I I like always getting that first-time response from people because you hear that, <gasps> like, you want to hear it again? Yeah. Play it again. And and I always tell them, like, I don't really buy into, don't, don't, please don't walk up to me after my talk and show me your photo. Please don't show me your photo. Uh, but I always tell them that this is the one area of research in the paranormal that I still find extremely intriguing. And I can't get enough of it, Frank. No, I, I think it's interesting. I can't. Um, and, and I know we were talking about uh, results aren't always super important in the show, but this does have results well, that seem what, more yeah, believable we, or we mentioned genuine that. than yeah. you know half the fake photos out there. And sure, people can fake sound and manipulate and use, you know, apps and stuff and i know not all the stupid apps out there are great um they're going to have that paradelia effect where you just you, you hear things that sound yeah. um familiar to you because they're phonemes and you there's so many phonemes in the language and if you put enough together they sound like a word so i don't know but i i love this kind of stuff well i mean a little bit more on keith he, uh, he's the creator of the itc bridge and i digital medium uh, the, the, those are both the websites we're going to have the websites they're linked on the site right now if you're listening to this um and these are devoted to furthering knowledge of life after death and communication with spirit. In the summer of 2005, one of his friends told him that the movie White Noise was based on real events. Curious by nature, he found himself downloading a copy of Sarah Estep's book, Voices of Eternity. Definitely something you should read if you haven't. Uh, everybody listening out there, which he didn't read completely until November. That fall, he experienced events that helped him overcome his addiction to substance abuse. After reading the book, he immediately set out to record record for EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomena. His first recording had a very faint EVP. Very soon, all of his energy became channeled towards the study of life after death. As time progressed, multiple corroborative readings from separate mediums and psychics led him on his path, which you're going to hear all about on our conversation here on Ghostly Talk with Keith J. Clark. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did.
ITC Bridge and ITC Digital Medium. Uh, Keith, you're here. Thank you so much for coming here and spending some time with us. Amber will be here hopefully soon, everybody. Um, she's speaking and being a rock star tonight at a library, so hopefully she'll drop in here. But it's for, for right now, it's it's you and I, Keith. Uh, and Keith Clark, I want to thank you again for taking some time to chat with us uh, about some really, you know, EVP, ITC, one of my personal favorite subjects in studying the paranormal and the fringe. This is something that's just never left me, and we, we tend to touch upon it a lot on this show. So, again, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. But let, let's, let's talk about ITC Bridge and, and ITC Digital Medium just to get things going. What are these all about again? Sure. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. I yes. very much appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, ITC Bridge was my first attempt at a website. And it ended up being a forum for all things ITC, instrumental transcommunication. Um, that is still alive, though it's not active. Okay. And then over, over a period of time, I actually took a hiatus, kind of like you guys did. In fact, it, I took a hiatus in the same year and came back in the same year. Ooh, that's, that's awful creepy, huh? <laughs> it, it was kind of strange. Kind of coincidental. On your website. Yeah, yeah. Um, so iDigital Medium is a group of... Of volunteers, basically collective people from around the world. Some of them are experimenters, some are not. And in one way or another, they have contributed to um, our website and to social media because essentially they really believe that uh, people should know that there's life after death and there's knowledge beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so in one way or another, they've given of themselves, whether it be editing or, or social media or back-end stuff. Okay. And uh, together, there's there's the individual work that I do, which is also a reflection on iDigital Medium because I have the good fortune of being known or generally associated with it. However, there are a lot of people that um, work quietly behind the scenes. Um, our focus is on instrumental transcommunication. At least that's what we love the most. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have an affinity towards physical mediumship. I find it interesting, and I think that in the future – the two are going to kind of blend together. We could talk about that as we get into it. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Um, my personal work uh, tends to revolve around radio. Uh, it's something I've done for a long time now. And I use live filtering software. Um, I use my computer knowledge and I apply it towards experiments. And um, those go into a lot of strange areas, which I don't think a lot of people know about because, well, it's not really out there on the Internet. <laughs> okay. No, wait, something isn't on the Internet? Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Well, after well, there's only there are only so many hours in the day, right? One of the things I wanted, you know, I wanted to point out is I like this idea, you know, and I think this is, you know, even back in the old days when we started doing our stuff, you know, we kind of had like Doug and I kind of had this open source model for everything, you know, and as far as like you know, and, you know, and obviously I'm sure you know what open source is. You know, mm -hmm. instead of instead of ch exchanging ideas and code, uh, you know, on software models and, and, and you know and programs and whatnot, our idea was yeah, let's let's exchange ideas. Let you know, let's share ideas, let's share techniques, let's share things like that. Uh, Doug and I, uh, in the older days, and I still believe this in the exact same way today. Uh, I we both believe that model. We both our vision for a lot of things, even with podcasts and stuff like that, which <laughs> look, look, look what podcasts have become. And not only in the paranormal, which there's hundreds, if not thousands of paranormal podcasts now, uh, but even 
today I think there, there is a community, and that's what we always referred to it as was a community, just like open source, the open source community, right? Because we're dealing with things, you know, especially with ITC and EVP, I think, uh, that, you know, well, I mean, and I'd like to hear what your thought is on this too, Keith, because I think some people, and we repeat this over and over again, where people are probably going crazy hearing the same thing over and over again, but do you think there are any experts in the field of ITC or EVP as far as like the term expert? Do you consider anybody an expert in, in those fields? Well, since ITC is energy-based, and I think that's what we're people are, we're all sort of coming to realize. Yeah. That's like saying, well, we could say some people appear to play the fiddle better than others. Therefore, they are a good musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only. It's just another label. I feel, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know, there there are two reasons. There's the practical reason of more people can do less work. Therefore, we can reach more people. Therefore, it's more efficient. Yeah. Uh, and then the other reason is the energy, which we don't think of. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the experiments we'll talk about tonight, we've seen that. Just by people thinking along the same lines, they they can change physical matter. So it's not all necessarily. Um, it, it is definitely moving past the individual, past the validation stage of, okay, I have to prove it to the world, or I have to prove it to myself. And we're moving more into the age of, how far can I demonstrate this? How far can I develop? And that's yeah. definitely where we're headed as a collective group. But in a more of a community type environment, though, am I correct? Most certainly, most right. certainly. I mean. Facebook helps that and harms at the same time. It's oh, God, kind of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the yin and the yang, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it, we find ourselves on this show, outside of this show, talking about social media a lot. I think there's no, I don't care what you're talking about anywhere anymore. I think social media is just, it's a part of the human condition for better or for worse now. And a statement like that, I can, I totally understand because, you know, I like social media myself. I've said this before. I think social media is amazing because, you know, if it wasn't for social media, I I wouldn't know what good concerts to go to anymore. I mean, before, I don't know how I did it before, but now it's like, well, let's just see what's going on this weekend. I just click a button and there we go. But, but, you know, more importantly, for the exchange of ideas, um, you know, especially on the Internet, you know, just 20 years ago, the idea of having, you know, a platform where we could all just get together and exchange ideas, uh, it was still a, a very young thing, uh, barely alive, right? Uh, <laughs> now it's social media. It's it's that idea that people had 20, 25 years ago on steroids. Uh, where, <laughs> right. <laughs> where it goes, you know, where it goes now, I mean, from here, I have no idea. Uh, but, I mean, I've met amazing people on social media within the ITC well, community. I mean, talking about ideas, right? Most definitely. And those are those are beautiful, great things. That, to me, is what social media is about. Uh, and then we know the uglier side of it, where it does the, the ugliness, um, the immaturity, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of we're given what we want now. And so we, after a while, we develop where I've – say sometimes I want to write an article. And I'll think, come on, I want to write an article. And I'll think, well, I can write it and post it to the website, but where does it end up? Facebook. <laughs> And, and people, sometimes if you write something too long, they won't want to read it on Facebook. So th- there's this balance that we're trying to achieve of, of how much do I want to be out there and how much do I need to develop and focus internally. Well, yeah, I think and the I, – I, and that's a really, really good point on that too. Um, 
the idea of writing a, a thought, uh, as we both know, um, uh, time. Oh my God, my, my memory's gone too. <laughs> too many, too many thoughts. <laughs> too many thoughts. Well, a person's attention span. There it was. That's the term I was trying to find. Correct. Uh, the Correct. attention span of people. I mean, older and younger. I mean, I think there's a certain threshold. Uh, the population who who just don't expose themselves to the things that we're exposed to. Um, so they, they may be a bit more prone to, you know, they read the newspaper every day. They still want to read something and, you know, pick something up and read it and whatnot. But uh, that, that point aside, I think there is this idea, the, the attention span thing is shot. I like to read a long thought. I like to see someone take an idea and really flesh it out even today. Whether it's on Facebook or on the internet or somebody's blog or whatever it might be, I, I like to read. If I had the time, I'd like to sit down and see somebody really flesh something out. But I know most people, you know, if it can't be fit into a Twitter post, which is what, like 250 characters now or something, right. they don't want it. They don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> and well, that, that's, uh, that's why there's two different things going on there. So that's why a lot of the experiments we do, I'm actually trying to tie in. The, the shortness, the quickness, the does mediumship really need to be developed over decades or, you know, all these different things to, is it something we can bring down to uh, uh, habits, habits, daily thoughts, uh, you know, like sort of like the Jedi mind. Can we think and act a certain way yeah. and, and, and provide this via technology that people can do this by opening their smartphone? Well, yeah, I mean, and it, I think it uh, lifestyle, lifestyle changes. I know people that study this stuff, they've said that very thing where they say, like, I've had to change who I am if I really want to get something out of this uh, or try to you know, get some type of results that I'm looking for. So, right. And part of that issue is uh, we, need, we need preservation. I mean, if you write something, do you, don't you want somebody to be able to come back a year, two years from now and read it? With Facebook, it's like, it's like shoveling it's water gone. out of the boat with the hole in it. It's, it's gone. Um, yeah. However, you know, I've done this experiment with Facebook. They do have a pretty great retention policy. I've actually done this for fun, like thought of like, you know, hey, I'm going to do an experiment. There was something I posted like, you know, two or three years ago or something like that. And I just decided to use their <laughs> their almighty search algorithm. And lo and behold, those <laughs> posts showed up They're Now they're buried in a pile. They're buried deep into a pile of other posts, but they're there still. They're oh, not man, the, the man wants you to be comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wants you in their pocket. You it's, get, yeah, but the, the first thing you reach for. <laughs> well, it's there so they can mine it as, as long as they want. They want it readily readily available to mine it and do whatever they want to do and for all their evil. I mean, I mean that's really, it's, it's out there. But yeah, like you said, though, I agree. It, that don't matter because it's a thought you put on there. And in about six or seven hours, it's going to be an afterthought. I mean, it, even less time than that, honestly. So, right. I mean, that is another drawback of that. But, you know, but you say in the research, you're trying to, you know, you know, and the thing that kind of does tie, you know, it's, it's, it's synonymous to us in a certain way. Cause you know, it's funny with EVP, they are these, the majority of EVPs I've heard, I haven't heard too many that were like very long, but they are these short bursts of energy that we hear supposedly, you know, an audible, you know, a, a sentence being said or something being said, a message being conveyed to us with a very short amount of words. Right. Right. They, actually this evening, I hope that uh, I can help change the listener's perception on that. Well, let's get into that. Okay. So, I mean, one of the things we wanted to hit on here, and you mentioned this is your specialty, is is live filtered radio streams, uh, the pursuit of direct radio voice. 
So, yeah, DRV, I got to hear, a, can we talk about what direct radio voice is for a second? Sure. Well, it's the name given to the phenomena where uh, voices come through a radio that's tuned to static or white noise. And uh, one of the most famous practitioners is a gentleman named uh, Marcello Bacci in Italy. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's now no longer practicing. However, he... He worked with radio for, I'm not even sure, it was three or four decades at least, and people came to his house. He would turn the knob with his hand, and people would be sitting in rows of chairs waiting to hear from their loved ones, and messages would come through. Okay. Uh, people in, from other dimensions or spirit would take that energy, reshape it, and messages to people's loved ones would come through. And there's actually a documentary on YouTube that has English subtitles. Thank heavens. Now, I mean... I don't want to spend all this time talking, but when you say reshape, uh, can we talk about that a little bit? I mean, I'm not trying to drill down too deep here, but sure. what, what do you mean by reshape, I guess? I would like to describe uh, experimenting with instru instrumental transcommunication as there's a couple of variables. There's the energy of the experimenter, okay. us. There's the energy of the people in spirit, and there's the energy in the environment or the experiment that we're using. All right. Kind of, kind of like a science experiment. You know, you've got a balloon, you've got heat, and then you've got somebody watching it. And so EVP is the most common because it's been around forever. And generally, we know that it's difficult to get good EVP that's, that's loud by just clicking the record button on. We know it when there's background sounds, you know, water, things like that. Yeah. Or energy, it, makes it, it seems to be able to make it easier for them to shape. And so that applies across the board to all experiments. And so with radio, um, there are different people that have been successful, but there are a few that have expressed the, um, the great results that Mr. Bocci had. And we know or we've been told that it relates to the energy of the experimenter and an energy contact field, which is also brought up a lot by Mark Macy and World ITC. Yeah. And uh, – mentioned by spirit communicators over time the question is what is that and how do we get into that okay and so mm -hmm. oh, i'm sorry go ahead i mean to interrupt you that's okay so i started out um, after the movie white noise like most people and i worked with evp and i moved on to pictures and water and a lot of different things that people do and uh, i noticed within a couple of weeks of my first experiment i was using a radio for background sound and I was filtering it using Adobe Audition, maybe perhaps over filtering it, and I could tell that there was there were voices in the static. Um, at that time, I was the only one that could hear it, and I could say now, 13 years later, um, that I appear to be partially clear audience, and that changes over over a period of time. Okay. But once I began to hear them, I decided one day to put a radio in, in a little shed we had in the backyard, you know, the kind of shed you put lawnmowers and stuff. And I ran audio cables uh, into the house. All right. And I turned it, turned it on and left it running 24 hours a day. Okay. That began an extremely interesting journey because soon thereafter I began to hear um, voices coming through the radio that appeared to be talking to me. And this sounds like a great time for a clip. Yeah, I got them right here. Just tell me which one you want me to throw on. Okay, this one called He Heard That. Yes. Ready? And before we turn it on, uh, in ahead. the beginning, you'll hear a, eh, eh. it's actually a fluorescent light switch being turned on. And uh, it is filtered a little bit, 
but you'll basically hear me indicating to the people I'm listening to that I understand they're replying to me. Okay, let's go ahead and play the clip. All right, here we go. That clip's a little quiet. What I want to do um, is I was testing this stuff before the show, and I think this was one of the ones I didn't test. It's a little quieter. <laughs> of course, this okay. is the one. So what I want to do is I want to amp it up one more time and play it for everybody. So just give me one second, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Okay, so that was, uh, he heard that. So let's talk about this for a second, because, I mean, honestly, first listen, and, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't like to be front-loaded on these things. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. When, I, when I'm listening to EVPs, I just kind of like to hear them, right? So, I mean, what I did hear myself, uh, and I want to hear what, you're, what, what the interpretation is here, because you said the beginning was that, that winding sound, that, that wow sound you're talking about. Right. It's not like that was going through the whole recording, though. It was. It was. Uh, first oh, of all, it's, it's, the, the light was on. Through. The light was on, so that's what was. It was making the wave sound. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. If we play any more, we might need to turn up a little bit because I think the compressor kicked in, and I wasn't able to hear it on my end uh, for towards the end. But oh, um, oh, oh. generally, I, I all I have to say is, is in my work, all I do is I work, I experiment, I share the results, and I don't. I'm not really trying to prove anything. My philosophy is. Until I can have a two-way conversation and present it, it's not really particularly worth my effort and energy to try to prove or validate. Uh, so in this case, uh, in California, over a period of two or three years, there were voices that were coming through and I couldn't understand. And I only came to find out years later that it was the power pole was next to the shed. It had an energy field surrounding it that I tested with the Gauss meter. When that energy... Basically, that energy was influencing the radio, and I'm going to refer to them as people in spirit, were manipulating that energy to be able to try to talk. And as we go through the other clips, it'll become more apparent that I'm just trying to indicate that there's a reply, not necessarily that I can tell you what's being said. Okay. You know, now, one of the things I want to point out, too, and, I, and I've seen this more and more, which is it's exciting to me, so I don't want this to come across the wrong way. Uh, because, you know, when we first started doing this thing, all we were really trying to do, even with the, like the ITC type stuff, we were just trying to just get an answer, like get some type right. of callback on things, right? Um, right. And furthermore with that, our whole thing with that too, and again, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, Keith, our whole thing when we were doing these experiments uh, with EVP and ITC type stuff, our thing was like, okay, we don't ever want to have to filter anything. Right. We just want to have something that stands by itself that people can listen to and and, you know, and just pull what they need to pull out of that. Right now. And again, sure. I don't want this to come across the wrong way. 
but I see more people, they're spending more time, uh, you know, running filters on audio, which, you know what, the more I'm seeing it, the more, and I mean, this wasn't a hard rule I had. There were times where we sat down with pieces of, of audio that we recorded, and of course we ran through filters because we wanted to clean it up and hear something maybe we couldn't hear with it just in, a, in its rawest form, right? So, I mean. You know, you know what? Hmm. I'm going to, I agree with you. I understand if you're trying to be evidential, hold the highest standard. And now if you would for me, please play the clip. I said we weren't going to play one of the synthetic clips. And you're going to hear why computers and technology is a lot farther than people are currently aware of. Okay. We're going to play a clip. It's called Synthetic With and Without Filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to hear the same sound naturally and the same sound filtered. Okay, I'm going mm-hmm. to put it on right now. Ready. As a matter of fact, I'm going cr- to crank the volume again, so hang tight. Because I think there's a little bit of a volume thing with the with the player. Here we go. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right, cool. Yeah, so... Okay, so that was just for demonstration purposes. All okay. I'm trying to show is people... Here's the thing. There, there are a lot of basic principles of working with ITC that I would just like to, to elaborate on. Okay. <clears throat> a lot of people think that EVP... Or some people may feel that EVP is all there is, that it's always only a few words or a few phrases... That's not actually, I believe that's the tip of the iceberg, like the Titanic. You only see the little tip of the iceberg at the top. But in all actuality, what experiments are showing is that they are in the energy all around us. And what I'm going to tell you is if you take white noise or if you just take the line input on your, on your audio sound code yeah. and you do certain processes to it, you will find them in there. You will find them, it is... It's going to sound crazy. It's just like the Matrix. <laughs> so I, a lot of what I do is I try to shape the sound to where it is usable for people in spirit. And I've found that, energetically speaking, um, they're in everything. And we're going to soon be able to talk to them without background sources, without anything other than a simple phone, a simple app. Well, yeah, and, and well, that's what I was saying before too. Is I think this is the future of this thing now. Uh, even though we had, and I, and I, as I said before, they weren't hard rules. We had like we, you can only this is the only way you can do this. The only way you, can, you can't apply any filters or anything like that. Um, it was a soft rule we had. However, the more I talk to people now, you know, kind of getting back into this stuff after a handful of years, um, the the focus is more like you're saying, Keith. It's more on. Um, a, a dir- well, it two way communication now, not just you know where'd you hide the money, you know, in the, you know, and you get one little word <laughs> right. back, right? It's it's this idea that you're saying of machine assisted two way communication, obviously very similar to Spiritcom, for example. That's what the whole idea was, right? Right. So, I mean, that's where this thing seems to be going, and I don't think that I don't think that our ears. Our, just our, our measly little ears we have, there's decibels that it's been proven that we can't hear certain things, right? We can't hear with, you know, audibly. So mm-hmm. 
I, this is where I think, you know, what you're doing, I think this is where it's supposed to be going because we're going to need machines to help us out. And, and well, like they, like, well, like they do for a lot of things already, you know? Right. Well, what's been missed by all of us, I feel um, it's starting to become more and more apparent that have you ever have you ever recorded an EVP or listened to it at night and you go the next day and you suddenly can't hear it? Does that happen to you? Yeah, you mean you mean listen to it uh, back really you know on the spot and go, oh my god, I heard something that's super cool. Mark it down. It's amazing, right? It's yeah. super amazing. Oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. You're excited. Your emotions. You're, you're bursting. Yeah. The next yeah. day you listen to it, you're like, wow, that well, well, it's kind of okay. Yeah. Um, I've come to discover over a period of time that we're not only listening with just our ears, and we keep making the mistake of feeling and thinking that we're only listening with our ears. And what I mean is, um, and we'll get into that in a minute, Yeah. after you listen to audio for a certain period of time, your brain will actually attempt to interpret things, and additional parts of your brain will kick in, and some of that may or may not be mediumship. And so there are other elements that, that belong with this. I mean, is it, we have tools, but we believe and I'm speaking for the ITC community in general, mm -hmm. that the tools will assist us. And some people are actually starting to use them, and they're calling them you know, elect electronically assisted. Yeah. And I'm sure it will come up with their own terms. Well, don't, don't you think it could also be ear fatigue, though? I mean, and that's, that's a very real thing, too. Like, sometimes your ears just get funky, and you hear mm -hmm. certain things in one situation – that you you know later on you don't hear uh sure we just, but what happens what happens when you get tired you let down your guard yeah just and like you, just like meditation yeah and when usually if you're in the middle of a, an investigation that's when you're you're getting more fatigued you're getting more worn out so when you're rested you might hear things differently it, it, at least in the situation we're talking about right just trying to kind of put that together that's where sure. and that and that's just one idea but also yeah you, you if you're in the moment, yeah, you may be working, you know, have some type of mediumship yourself, even if you you don't think you have that. I mean, I, I always tell people, I think I'm as psychic as that the mouse that I'm using on my computer right now. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't have any, I'm not, I don't have anything like that. I don't think I am. I don't think I'm sensitive at all. Uh, but I keep getting told all the time that that's not the case, that we all have, uh, you know, we all have that in us. It's just a matter of waking that up. If we want to spend the time on that, right? Right. I said the same thing for as many years until I started hearing things in the sound and then started wondering who I was supposed to, who I could talk to about it. <laughs> and yeah. there wasn't really anybody. But um, I see it differently now and I'm starting, it's starting to change right in front of my eyes. Um, I'm seeing it as we listen and we're observing. At some point in there, if we reach the right mental space, we become not just observers, but we're also using our imagination. When the imagination kicks in, we start to affect and, and change part of that physical matter. We actually have the ability to change it as it's happening. Okay. And that's, I know it's a bold statement. Oh, yeah. But in the future, we're going to be demonstrating that through the faces and sound, which we'll get to in a little bit. Well, I was going to say also, uh, you know, imagination, just it's imagination, I thought. It's just it's something that your mind makes up. But what you're saying basically is that our imagination can – Make the you know make real things. Am I correct, or am I totally that, off the? Am I being no? You're exactly correct. Okay. I'm saying that I'm saying that dream boards, affirmations, prayer, meditation, itc, are all thought patterns. They all have the ability to have the same output. Now this isn't not to not to take us out into the weeds too far here, mm -hmm. but this idea. I mean meditation, prayer. Uh, thoughts, whatever, I mean, positive thoughts, whatever they may be. I mean, this can also be directed inward too, not just outwards, I think. I mean, I think this is, 
what what this is, I mean, it's a good thing. I'm just thinking about the broad spectrum of things. Like, you know, this could help you as a person, I think. Like, you know, I mean, oh, and, the only, so. and the only reason I say this is because I've been kind of going through some weird stuff lately. So I've been trying to learn techniques on how to calm myself and center myself better, right? So right. it sounds like this idea of uh, this idea of projection can also be projected inward too. And it seems like right, well, it is accompanied with the, uh, we're told by spiritual teachers through different, you know, channels that, Personal development, spiritual development is important. Yeah. But I could say I'm just like any other person. I go to work, I go home, I do my experiments, I enjoy them. You know, I don't like to work <laughs> and stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I inadvertently, inadvertently, you develop and you change your outlook on. You know, I developed this whole world around who I thought I needed to be. You know, the websites, the different things. I kept trying to, in some ways, prove myself to people. And eventually, I've sort of reached the point to where, you know what, if I want to help affect change, then I should just keep following your intuition because that's always going to lead you where you need to go. Well, and that the proof's in the pudding on that too, Keith, because we just got done talking about this idea of what is evidence with EVP, right? You know, what constitutes evidence? And that I was very clear in saying, well... You know, the way we've always done it or we did it was, well, it has to unfiltered. You can't run it through any any type of programs or anything like that. You know, and mm -hmm. it's it's funny that I say that because I, I preach a lot like, hey, guys, look, go for yourself. Do this stuff for yourself. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't be trying to get yourself get a picture bought by the National Enquirer or something stupid like that. You know, do this on your own. Do this for yourself. Um, and mm -hmm. that to me, what you're working, like what you're doing here is clearly that's the direction you're going with this. Um, it don't have to be hard evidence that's, that's irrefutable. Um, and to me, that's well, not what my goal is anymore with this stuff. Really. It's, it's just about how I can grow through this thing and how, you know, I may be able to, I mean, we all want to experience something. We all want to maybe be proven something. That's kind of what the idea of this, but is that really the mission statement anymore? I mean, is there more to it than that? That's kind of the questions that I ask with this stuff. Uh, but to me, you know, as an observation, that's what you got, you're clearly doing is we're doing this for, for the, for the research and the love of this and for the work of it, not to be able to go and say, Hey, this is proof. I proved it, you know, give me gazillions of dollars or whatever. Right. Well, there, there's, there's much, it's a much, much deeper connection than that. And I'll, I'll try to express some of it. Um, first of all, sure. I think of the, the noise filtering that I do that's unique to me only because nobody else has asked me to demonstrate to them how to do it. I would gladly help anybody. Mm -hmm. um, think of it as a microscope. If you say you want a, the cure for cancer, but you, you will it, but you don't know how to get there, uh, the, all the noise filter reduction does when I'm listening to it is it's a microscope. It takes me all the way in past where human ears could never hear. Yeah. And we essentially listen to people live in spirit 24 hours a day. It's on YouTube. It's on our website. Um, it's available for anybody to listen to 24 hours a day. With the general idea being you can visit it, say hello to whoever, and attempt to you know, receive a, a communication. But it's actually, um, you mentioned a minute ago about how knowledge and development can improve a person's life. And I just wanted to touch on that really quick. Um, on the surface, things may appear perfect for me like everybody else. But, you know, before, right before I began work with Life After Death, I was into drugs. And it wasn't until I stopped my, uh, you know, I, I ceased and I changed my life that I turned my attention towards Life After Death. And my reasons were not uh, because I wanted to 
communicate with somebody who had died, my reasons, I guess, were, were different. I think in my case, I was actually seeking to reconnect with my birth mother. And uh, it took me years to realize that. But the one main advantage is you know you're never alone. Because when you turn these experiments on, you listen to them, you feel a presence. You, you hear people. You know that they can, they're aware of you and you're aware of them. And there isn't any friend I've had in the world, unfortunately, um, that has matched that same level of closeness. Now, it can also be frustrating because once you can hear them but you can't understand everything they're saying, uh, then you feel like you're, sometimes you're still alone. <laughs> so there's, there's different yeah. levels of emotional attachment and uh, goals and desires. And we all create our own worlds and perceptions of what it is we want to see. And we just, I th more of us need to be looking inward. Intuition, they always guide you. We're, everything, you know, it's been said that every invention that's been given to man, you know, beautiful music has all been passed. It's been channeled. It doesn't just appear out of nowhere. We, while we take credit for the things we do, it doesn't just come from nothing. Yeah. It comes, it comes through us. And the same with ITC. Well, that's always been this idea I've been fascinated with. I mean, a big, being a big music fan, that, that strikes a chord. Because um, I often find myself, uh, I was actually uh, at the chiropractor's the other day, and this, he, has this, he had a piece of art, he has a piece of art on his wall. It's a mm -hmm. wall painting. And I sat there and just kind of looked at all, and this was a, you know, an original painting. So I just sat there and looked at all the brush strokes and just looked at the, you know, the, the parts where the paint lifted off the canvas a little bit more than other parts and mm -hmm. parts where it kind of just it trailed off and decayed out. And like music the same way, I, I always have the same thought. I'm like, where does that come from? Like this is a, the idea is this is some, this is manifested in someone's mind and they're able to channel this out. Like, like you said, channel this out, you know, through an instrument or through their voice or, you know, onto a piece of canvas, whatever it may be. Uh, and sometimes, eh, you, you know, you listen to certain music, you're like, ah, sounds pretty cool. Not exactly my thing, though. It don't strike a chord with you, right? Right. And then you hear other things, like I do, is I listen to stuff, different stuff all the time, and I hear certain things, and literally it's like I'm being spoken to by someone. Not just the words, but the sound. Right. Um, I, be I believe there's a certain amount of t t uh, telepathy carried in music. That's what only, believe, only my personal belief. I believe 100% in that. I, I totally do. Because mm -hmm. I've had those experiences where I hear something, whether it's a live setting or whether it's somebody putting something on for me to listen to. And it's one of those things where it's like, Shh, quiet. I need to experience this right now. Everybody be right. quiet and let me experience this. I, I, I'm being faced with something that I don't understand but I need to understand it, so it's going to take me some time. So be quiet, <laughs> right? Right, right. What about when you, when you choose movies to watch, and they're old movies, and suddenly there's something in the movie that you realize pertains to your life at that point in time? Yeah, and you, yeah. Yeah, and you, you identify with that, and then you become emotionally invested. You know, when, right. when it comes to art, whether it's music or movies or paintings, it's something like that, like you said in a, in a, in a movie, for example, something that you're like, ah, I identify with that. You become emotionally invested, right? But it goes back to this idea of where did this come from? Did they just, did this, was this just a, a manifestation of a bunch of neurons firing in a piece of gray matter? Or did it come from somewhere else though? And are we, is that piece of gray matter just the antenna that it came through and then was put through the instrument or through the voice 
or on the canvas or on the big screen or a movie screen or whatever, right? Um, so, oh, man, you're going to love the synthetic section. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I don't want to go out of order, but you, could oh, we, yeah, we let, can. let's dive into that. Is that cool? Let's talk about, yeah, synthetic synthetic streams is, right, is this idea. Let, it, let, please uh, explain if you don't mind. Sure. The only thing on the internet is probably one paragraph on our streams page. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been listening to radio now for mostly radio because that's what I work with and EVP, but radio now for 13 years. About 11 years in, when I came back from my hiatus around the time you guys came back. Yeah. Um, I need to go off for a second. Spiritcom. If anybody doesn't know Spiritcom, 13 tones were played in the presence of a medium, audio tones that is. Yeah. And the energy of the medium was be able to be used and voices would appear uh, in those tones. Yeah. And so I was experimenting with some of that. And at some point, I started to realize that I could hear voices um, when there was no radio or when it wasn't live. And they were constantly talking. And after, I got to admit, it freaked me out after a while. Because I would hear things um, talking about my environment, talking about me, talking about just, you know, they could say, oh, he's got a radio interview right now, and they're talking about spirits, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started to confide in a few people because I was concerned. I didn't really know what was happening. Well, yeah, that's, I think the first thing you're going to think is like, why am I hearing this? What's going on? (laughs) I mean, well, when it it extends beyond a couple of words, it then begins to take on this life of, um, Somebody's talking nonstop, twenty-four hours a day. What is it? And so that's that's when it got really strange. And um, I didn't call them synthetic streams. I was just working with them. And then I started to have one or two other. Okay, I need to back up. No problem. Um, I was creating Spiritcom experiments. I was trying to duplicate Spiritcom, and I was trying to recreate the human vocal tract by using the tones. In a voice, yeah, you know, 13. a fundamental frequency and the harmonics. Now, just to, not and, to cut you off, mm-hmm. I don't want to cut you off. I'm sorry, Keith. But yeah, one thing I want to throw out there. Yeah, thir- the 13 tones we're talking about, in case you haven't uh, done any research on Spiritcom, that was more or less, from what I understand, that was trying to simulate the human voice box, right? Those 13 tones, from what I understand, our voice is comprised of 13 octaves or tones, correct? So that's kind of what the idea was of that. Or am I totally off on that? I, I think you're partially correct. I yeah. think that was the idea. They were trying to equate those to uh, musical notes on the scale. Yeah. Um, but the actual human voice is not even like that. And okay. There's, there's actually, if you actually look at it on a graph and begin to study it closely, there's, there's one fundamental that's super loud, and then there's the other ones that are quiet. But they're not all uh, quiet and loud in perspective. I mean, some are quieter, some are louder, some are evenly spaced, and some are a little off. So they're nuanced. The human, human yeah. voice is actually extremely complex. Yeah. But okay. um, as I was developing this experiment, yeah. I was trying to make it sound closer to human voice. And by experiment, I mean just a tone that was just went, eh, and there was a, eh, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of those overlapped. But I started to randomize it. I started to use EVP Maker, which is a free program that almost most of you know, and chop it up. And when I did that, I was beginning to hear voices that talk 24 hours a day nonstop. And um, I told I make this brief. No problem. Another person came to me one day and said, I hear other another voice, but I hear somebody different. <laughs> and that person is still working with it. They actually sit, listen to a recording of the stream, and that, that's the key right there, right? A recording. They okay. listen to a recording of right. sound from the stream, 
and they transcribe messages from people's loved ones. And so that was one of the first hints. The second hint was when I would be in the bathroom and I would hear voices in the ceiling fan or I'd hear voices in the computer fans. And sometimes I would hear it, sometimes I wouldn't. But I would only hear it when the noise was present. So I began to find out that my desire to communicate once combined with um, the sound that was coming into my head, and since it was random, my brain was tricking itself. It was saying, I sounds like a voice, it sounds like a voice, it must be a voice, it must be a voice, convert it, convert it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was essentially half creating, half hearing these voices in my head. And uh, this is probably a good time to play the other synthetic clip. Now, in the description of it, you'll see I had the transcription, but again, um, when I give you transcription, you may or may not be able to hear what it's being said. This is super experimental. This is so super experimental, I don't even recommend people try it because you can have fatigue, you can you know, make yourself super tired. If you have mental um, challenges or uh, issues, it's not recommended because you can actually begin to induce you know, an altered state. And Ooh. people need to be really um, secure, stable, solid, uh, confident, you know, and, and just aware of who you are and your mentality before you go throwing random gibberish at your brain. Okay. So this is the one synthetic uh, October 27? Yes, it is. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna cue it. I'm gonna I'm gonna crank the volume again so people can hear it. Give me one second. Hang tight. Here we go. Do you want me to play it one more time? Uh, no, I think that's okay. But it, okay. While we're on the topic, let's go ahead and play a couple more. Because so far, we played the ones that people really probably won't hear. How about we mix it up for a second and play the uh, EVP clip? And not really. One second. Uh, and that's in the EV. Okay, that's in the EVP folder. We were before the show. Everybody, me and Keith were had this great organ. Well, I was sitting here going, "Okay, tell me where to put everything." <laughs> so I got it right here. This is the EVP clip. We're gonna play this one. Ready? Ready. I forgot to tell you, it's instant mashed potatoes. You know those powdered kind? I'm kidding. Not really. Not really. That cut right through. You hear that one. Yeah, well, there's only two people present, so that's why it was important for me. And that was also on Christmas Day. See the emotional tie-in again. Yeah. Um, so that that's a typical EVP. And the only part that was the EVP was the not really at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. We have one, and I'm going to make sure that we discuss this after. I have mm -hmm. to send you some stuff that we have. I want you to hear it. I mean, just, just as a sideline thing, we'll talk about that after the show. Because – and. Uh, just for people to know, I mean, I think we have Amber. I think Amber's here, by the way. Hi, Amber. Hi. You're back. Hi, Amber. From, I'm back. Yeah, Amber, meet Keith. Keith, meet Amber. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Keith. Howdy. <laughs> so um, we have a couple EVPs, and we've had them. I think we had them on the old site. I, I thought we put them up on the new site, but we may not have a couple of EVPs we picked up, and that was back in 2004. And they're classic EVPs, just like uh, the one we just played, the not really one, right? Uh, it's, right. A, it's an answer back. And that's kind of what we were talking about before. Um, 
to go off, you know, what you were talking about before, though, with the, the synthetic stuff, um, you say there's a danger to this. I mean, you know, and I was I got me thinking about that because we did experiments with, you know, with white noise uh, years and years mm-hmm. and years ago. Me and I remember Doug and I would go to we went to a flea market one day and because we were studying ITC and we were learning about these ideas of, of simulating white. No, well, not simulating, but creating white noise and, and blending different tones uh, mm-hmm. and seeing what can be manipulated. Right. So we ended up going to a, a flea market one day and literally just going from like one stand to another going, OK, how much you want for that radio? Five bucks. I'll give you two. Here's cash. You know, OK, fine. Right. So we, we <laughs> like fun. we got like a, you know, a bin full of just these beat up old clock radios. I mean, all different shapes and sizes. And what mm-hmm. we do is we would literally set them up in, in circle formations with microphones set up and run audio for, you know, we we did it for four or five hours in some situations. Now, the reason I mentioned that is um, a couple of those times we did it, uh, I tripped out a little bit, I think. I mean, not like, you know, woo, not acid trip or anything like that. But what I, what I mean is, like, I started to kind of feel funny. Um, I felt a bit of nausea at times. I also felt, uh, you know, a little bit of dizziness, but mainly, mainly, mainly is at the end of those sessions, you know, and it wasn't like we were, it wasn't like I hadn't slept the night before. I tried to, you know, rule out any type of thing and I was always rested, you know, I always had food in me, you know, whatever it may be. And I was always dead, blown out, worn out, tired after these sessions. I was just wiped out from Maybe it's just sitting there. It's the fatigue we're talking about. You, you mentioned fatigue. Uh, sitting there. Correct. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, this, this is kind of a big issue that's not really addressed. You know, I shouldn't make general statements because perhaps somebody has addressed it. And if they have, be free to let me know. But <laughs> it's it's working with energy. So we don't really address We still look at it from a technical perspective. It's not just technical. Um, when we... When we go to listen or do an experiment, we're opening a part of ourselves up. And in the past, I've had situations to where I would begin to become afraid. And I, I think we've all been through it. I think there are stages of, that people go through. Um, and I do think that um, I'm not particularly wanting to protection in the sense that there's someone out to get you. But I am a complete advocate for grounding yourself, being confident and reaffirming your affirmations, whatever that may be, of what your intentions are, and that nothing can harm you. I used to think that protection was just, um, I wasn't sure if it was real or not. You know, it just sounded like magic and spells and all the other stuff. But let me tell you, the more knowledge I find, and some of it is not public, the more I'm coming to realize that we live in a world of energy and these things are real. And we have a responsibility when we experiment to ensure that we're creating the right things. And so, when you experiment a lot, especially when you're tired, um, if you let fear come into it, it's never going to produce anything good. It's only going to magnify, you know, kind of like marijuana. Not that I would know, <laughs> but you know, it's only going to magnify whatever it is that you're focusing on. So if you're focusing on, you know, something that you're afraid of, your mind can take you there. And so there is a danger. And in a way, that's why I haven't really pushed the synthetic strings because it's bad enough. I'm uh, filtering radio and people can barely hear that and few of them at that how am i going to say here listen to this it's a voice i hear it uh-huh. have at it <laughs> because we are all susceptible to a degree our energetic field and 
there is a certain amount of what should I call it? Uh, you know, experience and being seasoned that comes after a while to where once you stop trying to push the validation and trying to get everybody to accept you, mm-hmm. you can really grow into who you really are. Like, you know, you've got the connection, you know what you feel, you know it's real. We need to, that's why we're going to trend more towards expressing our own versions of that because everybody's version is going to be different. Well, yeah, and I mean, the more I learn about this type of stuff, you know, well, studying the paranormal in general, I think, too. uh, And this just goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. This idea, uh, like you said, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. I'm not trying to please anybody anymore. I'm just going to work with what I want to work with and, and have my own ideas about this stuff. And I think what you were alluding to a second ago really hit the nail on the head if I'm right. And that's this idea that there's not one way to do this. I think there, you know, as far as, you know, let's just take ITC, for example, I don't think there's just one definitive way to do this. And I think what a lot of people are doing now is just that everybody's on this quest to find the one definitive way to make something happen there. And, you know, and there's, I don't have a problem with that myself. Uh, these are people that are applying, they're trying to work around the confines of the scientific method. So they want to try to find the way to do something and repeat it over and over again. And I simply don't think, I don't think a thousand years from now, it'll be that simple ever. I think these are energies and the, and I say, I've been saying this for a lot of shows now recently, I, I'm really kind of going into this mindset now that whatever these voices are, they're a force of nature that we just don't understand yet. Right. Uh, and I agree, you know, you're tapping into this. Other people are tapping into this. Uh, but I think it's something that, you know, yeah, there's not one way to, to approach this or, or, and I don't think there's a way to really solve it. It's just, there's a way to communicate. That's what the, and that's what the, I think the, the goal here is to communicate two way. Right. Um, I don't think there's just one way to do that, though. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Well, it's like, um, you know, there are people say there's somebody that studies uh, guitar. Right. And then there is somebody that never studies guitar. Yeah. And so when they develop their their gift, they develop into a unique style that nobody's ever heard. I mean, and and that's not wrong. They're just different. And that's when it's human nature. We all start out by emulating what we see, which is how we begin. And then once we. Once we begin, we begin to follow our own intuition. We can go anywhere, yeah. and it, it. But you have to be. You can't be afraid of not being accepted. That's really what it comes down to. I think part of that comes with age, but oh, you know, it, experience it does. Also. It, it does, and I can't stress that enough. Um, hearing that come from you, um, even in my old age, it's still inspiring to hear that because you know. I mean, I can honestly say I got to a point, maybe just maybe, I'd say eight, nine, ten years ago, I don't even know exactly when, where I started feeling that way about about studying this stuff, about my life, about, you know, what art I do, about whatever it may be, right? I just stopped. I care. Don't get me wrong. I shouldn't come across that way. I care. Amber cares. We all care, right? Right. But I'm not worried about that, you know, somebody on iTunes may have something bad to say about us, for example, right? Right. Or I'm yeah. not worried about acceptance like that. Um, I just want to – I think we all go through stages. I've, I've wanted to write about it before, but 
It just hasn't happened. I think the first stage is, is this real? The second stage is, oh my God, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> the third stage is, wait, why doesn't everybody know about it? Yeah. And then the fourth stage, a lot of people may not break past, and I don't know where it is because I haven't written it yet, but um, <laughs> it, it's where you start to trust your intuition. And people need to, well, I need to rephrase my wording. I'm, I'm very, I feel very passionately about it, so I need to um, express myself differently. <laughs> um, if the thoughts that we get, when we get these, those feelings to experiment in a certain area, yeah. trust those feelings. It doesn't matter if people think you're crazy. You know, and perhaps this is a good segue into faces and sound because yeah, it's yeah. been thir- it's been uh, twelve years, and it still hasn't. It's not really even known because it's still a work in progress. But once you trust your intuition, you will be given ideas. Now you might think it's in your head, and it is, but it's also information. It's also channeling. It's also a direct connection. Yeah. So yeah, you mentioned faces and sound. Explain sure, but let's give them a little teaser to keep them interested Please. before we do. Let's go ahead and play one of the best clips. Okay. Um, And it's called Just Like That is what it's uh, named. Yeah, I got it right here. It's Just Like That, three, five. Okay, yeah, okay, that's a date. All right, uh, I'm going to play this. Give me one second. Okay. Here we go. Speaking of tripping people out. That was terrifying sounding. <laughs> I mean, well, it wasn't terrifying. I don't know. It freaked me out. It wasn't terrifying, but it did make my hair stand up a little bit on the back of my neck. But I don't think it's in a... Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's talk about it's, it. It's, it's natural. Um, basically, the way I look at it is, you know... Oh, well, that, that segues into the next clip. So first of all, the the uh, what you were just listening to was... Filtered radio, which is what I listen to and stream 24 hours a day, which you can listen to. But um, when I was uh, close friends with someone and I began my work again, picked it back up in 2016, just like you guys. Yeah. Um, I pulled out the radio and I sat it there and I said, okay, because I had, I'd had that hiatus. I was wondering, could I ever bring it back? Would, it ever, would they ever come back? And uh, they did. And that was one of six particular clips. And somebody says, ah, and then they go, just like that. And it's funny is you actually hear an octave higher too, which is super strange, and I don't know why. But essentially, that was somebody demonstrating to other spirit people how to affect the radio. I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's it's not just random people talking. No, it is a lot of them. Yeah. Um, it was somebody stepping up to the mic, if you will, saying, here's how you do it. And there were a bunch of attempts like that. So, I mean, you said there was two voices. I mean, I, we, we clearly heard the, the ah part, I think. I didn't yes. get the other part because I think I was just Amber and I both were kind of like ah we looked at each other when that came through so I think we kind of were taken <laughs> off guard. Of course, let's, I'll go back let's, and listen. Let's to play it again. Let's play, play it again, again really quick. Sure. I mean, yeah. like I said, I I have no issues in telling people what's being said. It's not like I'm trying to lead you on, but no, no, yeah. Th- this is my expression of what was heard and listen closely for the uh, somebody goes ah and they go just like that. You know, yeah. Like, eh. <laughs> All, right. All right, hang tight. Oh, here we go. Oh, 
right. So I heard I heard that it was you said it was a different octave, right? Well, um, it came through and then it echoed in a different octave, I and mean, then the just like that was was all by itself. Okay. Okay. But but either way, you know yeah, what? No. Let's follow that up with something else. It yeah, just, sure. Just yeah. Keep people's people's attention. Yeah, so, totally. And now, you know, this is an interesting issue. Once audio gets too good, then you, it actually presents new problems. As in, okay, um, if it's too clear, will people not think it's real? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and those are those are new issues that you'd be presented with. So I guess if you can do it, you may as well make sure that you can do it extremely well. Otherwise, just say, here's a sample, work in progress. Mm-hmm. So, so the next clip, perhaps that could segue into something else, mm-hmm. is the uh, August 21st. Yeah, I got it. And that clip is sort of self-explanatory. All right, hang tight. I'm going to play this here in a second. I'm going to play that again. Hang on. definitely hear a voice in that one like some words yeah it, it's also well, ter- terrifying it like something <laughs> something from the fifth dimension yeah, exactly yeah, this was, is like like an aliens talking to me yeah it it, it, it was kind of scary i mean and i don't i'm not saying it's scary i'm saying it more funny because I mean, it's it's very intriguing but uh let's talk about that one for a second because that was a very peculiar sound i heard coming off of that evp it's that, definitely that peculiar. And, you know, I started out my work. I wanted to be accepted, like I said. And I, I start out, you know, I don't really particularly refer to uh, people as ghosts. I tend to have a more personal approach, especially since I listen to them all day long and they know what I think. Um, and so <clears throat> I used to just say people in spirit. And to me, the only thing I focused on was people that lived here on this earth plane and they died and now they're there talking to us yeah but and i didn't address aliens or anything like that because i didn't feel feel i had any experience or knowledge on the matter Uh, but then i I used to say okay their voice sounds like that because you know you use green green food coloring you're going to get a green cake so we're using radio static and that's how they just happen to come through the medium right yeah um but i started to realize so after a period of time that there are people whose voices sound like that and then, of course, I had to address, well, what does that mean? And uh, then when I started seeing them in uh, Faces and Sound on the screen, it became apparent to me that uh, I was closed-minded. It took me 12 years to open up and realize that other dimensions are just other dimensions. I don't okay. categorize them anymore. I have no idea how many there are, how many dimensions I just know that there's people in them that communicate, and there's a lot of different people. And so, obviously, that includes ETs, aliens, okay. what you will. I was going to just say that. like, So, this other side, and, we'll, and I, I, I think that's a, that is a great way to, to, refer, to the, refer to this as you know, people in spirit. Um, it seems that on this other side... Maybe this is an area. I mean, you know, we and we've often talked about try try to talk about the mechanics of of the universe as far as where we are in 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 our existence, our you know consciousness, our existence. Uh, and I've, we've had conversations 
trying to understand like, okay, so here we are right now in this dense plane we live in where, you know, if you, if a coffee cup falls off a table, it falls off the table. It don't just go floating through the air. It's a dense, heavy uh, um, area we live in. Right. Um, you know, and where are we going at? Well, now we're going to, now you go here where things are a bit different. You know, I mean, and we went into these things. So, I mean, now we're talking about this again. But now there is this, like you said, there is this extra uh, variable <laughs> thrown right. in there. It's more, it's more commonly accepted. I mean, I think many of us uh, heard talk of ETs. And obviously the, the two areas intersect to some degree. But, um, you know, for me, I still don't talk about it openly because I'm not sure, you know, to what degree it can assist my cause. I mean, I'm already out there filtering static, telling people, making devices that they can hear voices 24 yeah. seven. Um, so, but I mean, I don't know why you ever know that something exists and then you tell yourself, I know it exists, but it's not till years later you suddenly say, well, wait, I knew it, what it meant, but I didn't really understand it. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of what happened. And so but see, it's not only ITC, a person's experience is not comprised of just that. It's comprised of what happens to them in life plus their ITC experiments and in my case, I've actually had lots and lots of uh, readings with mediums and psychics. And I actually compare them together and, and cross-reference all the time. I document each one. Uh-huh. And uh, even from the beginning, I had um, people from, say, other constellations or uh, dimensions um, yeah, offering guidance. And they were always positive, which is in some ways suspicious on its own, but it's exactly what we want to hear. It's always encouraging, always, always positive. Um, you know, that's interesting ideas. So, so you can imagine the situation I found myself in when I started to realize, okay, because I was just streaming radio, I was calling it spirit people. And then I started to see them on the screen and then I'm, we're listening to them and I'm, I was at a loss for how to describe my experiment. What do I call it? Well, let, let's talk about, cause you know, we are talking about faces and sound here and you've mentioned that you've seen things on screen. Okay. So, I mean, I guess the question I have here, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to go too far, but, uh, so feel free. If I ask, if I, if I ask the wrong thing, shut me down. It's cool. But you're saying faces and sense. So obviously we're talking about not just audible. We're talking about visuals now seeing along. Is, I mean, is this seeing something along with the voice that's coming through or is this just, it, it, is it a separate it, it, channel? It, it, it used to be, but I separated it. Um, I'll give a super brief intro. Sure. Um, so we know EVP is we're recording sound. We hear people in the sound. Therefore, we know they're there. And yeah. so uh, you've heard of people like Nine Inch Nails and other people putting hidden pictures in their songs. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so when I f- saw that, I was just researching ideas. This was way back in 2007. And I will say Spirit gave me the idea because I don't want to take full credit. They gave me the idea, if we could see them, I mean, if we can hear them, is it possible we could see them? And so I began a couple experiments, and faces appeared in the sound. And I continued those experiments, and we streamed them. And by the time 2008 rolled around, uh, it was streaming 24-7, back using Ustream. This is before YouTube had live stream. Yeah. And we, were, we had a circle that was meeting weekly on it every Sunday. And so... Essentially, it's very simple. Um, sound is energy, and people in spirit apparently also have the ability to impress their images in sound. 
So that it even just demonstrates the point further that obviously uh, has to do with energy. And so um, up until like three months ago, it was always what you saw on screen was the same sound that you were listening to. Um, I just broke it apart recently because, um, well, the technology improved. The technology improved. Um, faces and sound is super hard to do. I mean, super hard. It sounds uh, like it. Because it's it, it basically, I take white noise from any source in the world and reduce it down to where it's just right, to where they can produce their faces in it. And uh, earlier this year, I started, <laughs> this is going to sound even crazier. I was taking a, you know, a, a, say a natural radio station that, that would let you hear super low frequencies. Yeah. And they stream it to the internet. I would take their stream, pull it into my filters, and then restream it back out, filtered. Okay. And I began to see the faces appearing even better in the sound. And I began to realize that the whole screen was a face. And then it started to take a different form. And we actually started monthly experiments uh, this year where a group of us come together, and I do something different each time. But essentially, the idea is if you sit together, like in a seance or physical mediumship, you can help them change that energy. And so I, I said this is a lot to condense in a little period of time. Right now, if you go to the stream, you're listening to a live filtered radio that's sitting right behind me. It's a little square box. Okay. The, the, uh, the video... I take white noise, I chop it up with EVP maker, and I filter it. And everything you see there is the result of that. And the faces are being formed in the white noise, in the randomized buffer inside the computer. Now, and, this is on uh, iDigital mm -hmm. Medium, right? It, yes, but you can access it on YouTube. Just type in faces and sound or go to iDigital Medium, uh, our page, and find it from there. But just type faces and sound, and it'll be the first link that you see. Really? Yep. Okay. And uh, we've we've collected pictures over the years, but like I said, they're not all of them are that great. But there's certainly enough for you to know that it's people. Um, so that effort broke off in February, and I created Faces and Sound to be its own separate life. So if you go to Facebook, go to facebook.com/slash/faces-and-sound, and there you'll see all the different pictures. And admittedly, they're not very good. But just think think of what the principle is. Um, about a month ago, this was super strange to me. I was watching the stream, and it was just like EVP. You know, some days it's good, some days it's not. And you're like, why is it different? And as I sat there, I started to see some of the static change to letters, characters. And I suddenly realized, after all these years, that my third eye was opening. And that's what I was partially viewing with, just like scrying. So I'm going to say that the closest understanding people can come to is that watching that stream is like scrying. And when you look at it, first you're observing it, then your imagination kicks in, just like the other forms of mediumship. And at that point, you will begin to affect and help change the physical matter. And I'm going to be bold enough to say that I'm going to continue to develop it with the assistance of other people. And one day we're going to demonstrate that as we come together, you're not going to see anything, and all of a sudden, faces are going to start to form live in the sound. And everybody can come test me, and they can do whatever at that point in time. Until then, it's there for everybody to participate in. All right. Let me ask you a question, Keith. Mm -hmm. um, do you think these people in spirit, these people in spirit, 
do you think they're they're as enthusiastic um, on their side to communicate with us as we are to communicate with them? Do you think they're perhaps, do you think there's perhaps team- even more so? Okay, uh, I was going to say, do you think there's teams like you know like like communities like that you've built right over there? I, I, it sounds like you you believe there there is. Oh, without a doubt. Um, for say for example, and this is because. This only adds a little bit of credence to my, my story. There's, I don't recognize any of the pictures. And there are five particular gentlemen that I have seen since I started experiments in water back in whatever, 2007. And I see these guys time after time after time. I've seen them thousands of times. So I could draw their face if I knew how to draw, but I don't know them from this lifetime. And so, so people would say, well, that's your spirit team. Well, obviously it's somebody. Why are these five particular people appearing more than everybody else. And um, definitely, without a doubt, just think about this. How many of the... Well, here's another thing I want to bring in. When people experiment, uh, I'm going to challenge people, I, experiment in ITC, if you can and if your experiment is amenable to it, if you can leave your experiment running, if it's that kind of experiment, by all means, do it. Give them the time and the opportunity to do it. It's like turning something on and saying, okay, um, I'm going to give you 10 minutes to create something. Bam, you turn it off. <laughs> well, yeah, now, and I was just going to say, I think a lot of uh, people fall into that issue where they get together and they have like a two-hour window that they do this work in, right? Well, that, well that's good too. Um, you know, I guess I should, I should add something to that. I mean, you're supposed to let the experiment run and not burn yourself out. So you shouldn't be focusing on the experiment all the time. And this goes out to the app makers. If you're an app maker and you want ideas, contact me. I'll give them to you. But if we keep producing just sound banks with individual words, the result is always going to be individual words. Yeah. But so there, there's two different things. It's like this. It's reiteration, reiteration. I think of it like this. I think of energy as an inkjet printer. You know, when you watch it go all the way around and you see the videos where they're building a house, what is it? It's one line at a time yeah. on top of another line at a time. Yeah. And so that's all ITC, you know, the energetic aspect of it is. You reinforce it by repetition. And that's what mediumship is and that's what all that is. And that's what harmonics are. Just yeah. like if you, you, know, you break a glass by singing a certain note, at some point it builds upon itself and it becomes super strong and powerful. Yeah, I mean, and this is... I don't think it's a, like you mentioned the, with with the radio with just the words random words. It's not going to give. There's not a lot of flexibility within that. I think, whereas you're creating sounds and manipulating sounds and trying, you know, through the work you're doing, obviously trying to create a bed to make it easier for them to cut. Let's just say pierce through and send a message or have a conversation. You know, the more I'm seeing, the more I talk to people, this is where it seems to be. And, and people are getting results, too. I mean, you're, we're hearing right. things. And, that, and that's where I find it very, very interesting. W- one more question before we close here, Keith. You know, one thing you talked about, you talked about, you know, seeing other, you know, talking to mediums um, and having readings done and things like that. And you said that, you know, most of this stuff is positive, Right. So it, it right. made me think of this too, because I, you know, I think about this all the time. I don't get a lot of readings and stuff, but I'm always thinking about this. Do you think the universe is rooting for us? Do you think uh, I, that's all it really is? I mean, do you think that the, I, 
whatever forces are out there that we don't understand, and I believe that these are forces of, of nature of some kind, do you think they're rooting for us? Is the purpose for us to, to, to do good things? Or are these things that don't understand what the idea of good and evil is or what our construct of good and evil is? Um, but do you think they're rooting for us? Well, the answer is in the question. And in, in the question, uh, you're speaking as if we're separate from the universe itself. I would say that the universe is a creation that we built um, to experience what it's like to have contrast, to have diversity. And as we separate, we experience all these things. But then as we learn, we it all grows back together again. And at the end, it's the same as the beginning. It's always attached. So yeah. the answer is is us. We are the universe. We're a part of it. You're right. And that is a bit closed-minded on my part, and I should know better. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's true. You're, you're 100% right, man. I mean, because I always think about that because, you know, you said this idea of, of intuition and, and, and following your intuition. And it's something I've been trying to do a lot more nowadays, uh, not just trying to use the brain and, and thinking methodically like, you know, let's, 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 use this, let's use the gut for a change, see what happens here, right? Um, and I notice as I go along my path, and I don't know about your path, but going on my, along my path, weird stuff happens, bad stuff happens, things that I don't want to see happen, happen. Uh, and what always keeps me centered and rooted, though, on that is, and I, and, I, and I believe this now because I've lived it over and over and over and over again, right, is that when something happens that, you know, it's not exactly the desired effect that you want out of an outcome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always say to myself, like, okay, this has happened for a reason. You got to learn from this, all right, because it's gonna, it, this, this happened to you to change something else that could have been far worse, Okay, you could have just kept going down that road, but something had to tell you, stop, right? Um, right. It can be, you know, like in my case, it could be, it could be, you know, physical things that have happened to me, mental things that have happened to me over the last few months, and th- those are all things where I'm like, this sucks, I hate this, I'm getting old, I hate being old, uh, but at the same time, it's the universe, I think, saying, dude, slow it down. <laughs> it's it's right. time to slow it down and think about things. So, you know, I. And I know it's kind of we kind of kind of get some of the weeds on this a little bit, but I do think it ties in. Um, it's very very important, really. I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's super important. How, okay, how many millions of people know that life after death is real now? Okay, what's the next step? Is it everybody becoming a star on on their individual basis, or is it us becoming more conscious as a whole that um, we have much to learn? Yeah, and and that this world really is malleable. We can change it. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it is the microcosm that I was talking about and, and the macro, too, where, you know, it ties into all of us also, right? Um, and I could, I could bitch and bitch and bitch about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. And that's not what I want to do. Uh, but, you know, you're right. I mean, and I do, I, I don't know why that question popped in my head a little while ago, and I wanted to ask you that. Uh, but, you know, is the universe rooting for us? Well, we are part of the universe. Where you know we make that, so it's our creation, and it's our. I guess it's our freedom uh, to create. Wait, well, uh, what, yeah, I, I, I can I can add to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, man. You're, off. I no, can't please. hear you very well. Um, it's all good. Now, I know the answer that we all really want to hear, and I will give it. Um, in on my path, I've been given so many messages. I mean, direct messages, either by mouth or you know, written through Ouija boards and through various things, to where. I, I feel like I'm a little little child 
they keep reaching out and saying, here, Keith, go a little bit farther. Keith, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. I mean, and the amount of information that I've received is is unbelievable. I mean, I've, I've documented it because it's hard for me to believe that that it's even possible. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of at a working d- uh, advantage, uh, and, and I'm leaving other people at a disadvantage. And it's hard for me to ex- express what my daily life is when I wake up, I pick up my phone, I press a button, and I'm listening to the other side. And when I go to sleep, and I sit there in bed, and I'm watching faces appear, and I'm helping them form. It's hard to convey that the feeling that that provides to people. No, and uh, yeah. perhaps before we leave, we should play one last sure. movie since we're on this important topic, and it's the Absolutely. one called Energy Contact Field. Give me one second. All right, I see it. All right, hang tight. I feel that working with other researchers and talking to them has helped the Energy Contact Field. Is that correct? Well, that was clearly something talk, someone talking back to you. Right. You know, again, I'm not trying to prove anything, but all I want to ask people is, if that is a voice answering me, what does that mean? And so the question was about energy contact field. This idea has been uh, proliferated quite a bit by Mark Macy, who uh, is associated with Spiritcom and World oh, yeah. ITC. And uh, just the general idea of the message we've been given by people in spirit is when we all come together or when we have the same thought processes, i.e. we want to contact or communicate with people in spirit or we want to evolve, we want to grow, um, we're building something together. Like you and I don't even have to want to do the same thing. Just the fact that we're both wanting to connect in in a particular way means, you know, now there's more than two. It's, It's exponential. You know, that's why seances and physical mediumship is so important. That's why it's usually more than one person. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just an important concept that, you know, if you look around the world right now, if you look at IFRES in France and you see their pictures in steam, you know, and you look at the stuff that Orion Silverstar does, you look at the pictures coming out of Seattle from uh, TCI Seattle, you'll st- and you look at pictures of Marco Luzado who does um, video feedback loop, you'll start to notice that there's a trend. And I'm hoping people uh, see those trends and become excited. But they become excited for themselves and their own personal connection and they open their minds and hearts and say, what can we do, Spirit? What can we do? Well, yeah. I mean, just the fact that we're talking about this right now, too. I mean, I think that creates energy. Just just discussing the t- subject. Maybe not doing any direct work, but just making our minds work. Like You're making my mind work right now, Keith. Um, I think that creates energy, obviously. you know, And then hopefully, yeah, people listen to this show and this this moves them into a direction maybe like hey i want to look more into this stuff this is interesting i love I, that's why i love discussing itc uh, on the show here because it's not only one of my favorite subjects but i think it's 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 important i, I think this is one of the most important you know uh, let's say silos um in this field i think it's one of the, it's one of the fields where i'm seeing you know I'm seeing some type of results. Again, it isn't like, you know, I want evidence, I want evidence, I want evidence. But we're seeing things, we're hearing things we can't exactly explain just yet. Um, but we're getting there. Like, you're getting there, Keith. You know, and that's the stuff that I, I'm really, that does excite me. I, I agree with you. It's exciting to see that and hear that and, you know, and see that again. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't know what else to say. 
<laughs> I think you just said it all. All I can say is, man, I, I, I'm, I'm, thank you uh, for for taking the time here again, um, just chatting with me because I, I'll be honest for a second here, Keith. I mean, it was more or less the Keith and Scott show tonight. Amber, Amber got in here late. Hi, Amber. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Sorry, Amber. Hi. It's okay. Uh, no, it's okay. But this isn't uh, a lot of this, and I mean this in a completely beautiful, positive way too. Was not a lot of what I expected to chat with you about. Um, so thank you for being open to that, uh, and you know, just discussing these ideas. I think it, I think this was super cool. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, very much so. And uh, you know, I might not always get back right away, but I'm very open. If anybody ever wants to talk about ideas, uh, you know, you could find us at idigitalmedium.com. You could find us on Facebook at idigitalmedium. You can check out the faces and sound at facebook.com forward slash faces and sound. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter. I mean, we're all over the place. And we're connected with a lot of the ITC and, and paranormal and life after death communities. If you are listening to this and there's anything that interests you that you would like to expand upon, by all means, just reach out. Yeah. And I will make sure to put those links on the post when we put the show up on the website. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, we'll make sure that, uh, to put all those links up there also for people to check out too. Sure. And if they want to, what they want to give, if they want to give a try sometime at helping a face and sound form or just listen to a live stream, by all means, that's why they're there. Ghostly talk. <laughs>